0: It was such a literal like weight lifted off my shoulders. I think I, that night I got the best sleep that i would had in like ages because I was like, you know what? I don't have to worry about this anymore. Yeah, it's going to take some time for it to actually complete itself. But I have finally taken the action step to solve the problem instead of waking up, stressing about it, to worrying about what am I going to do? I know what I'm going to do and I'm doing it. I'm taking control of that. And it just made me realize the value in asking for help.
1: Welcome
2: back, Shiro. Welcome to Real Stories Journeys of Financial Wellness. I'm your host, Crystal Lugazima. Today, we sit down with Leanne. She is someone who takes pride in helping others. But when it came to asking for help from others, that didn't come as naturally. Leanne found herself in a financial bind. Her credit card debt reached the point where she was spinning her wheels. She was able to maintain payments, but unable to make a debt. Beyond the financial implications, There were effects on her mental and physical health. She made an important decision to receive support through therapy, and with the help of her therapist, she eventually found a solution that put her finances back on track, so much so that she wanted to share her journey with others. Let's hear her story and consider what we might learn from her experiences. Leanne, welcome to Real Stories. So glad you could join us here today. And before we uh, jump into your journey and how you eventually uh, came to work with GreenPath, one of the first questions I always love to ask is about your beginnings when it comes to money. Specifically, what did you first learn about money growing up? So first, welcome to the program. And what did you learn about money growing up?
0: (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me, Chris. It's a pleasure to talk to you and share more about my, my story Growing up, I knew that you needed to have money, you needed to earn money in order to buy things and ultimately save money in order to retire and be able to enjoy your retirement. So you're networking until your dying days. And I, looking back now, I try not to age myself too much, but I wish that we learned more tangible, helpful knowledge in school about ways to manage money and about what that looks like. and. Like, what does it mean to truly take out a credit card and what do the interest rates mean and how do you budget? How do you save money? So I'm looking back and realizing all the things that I wish I knew and was grateful that I found Green Path to help me get back on track so that I'm not financially struggling in, in the times when I should be enjoying the fruits of my labor, so to speak.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and I, I know uh, from, from hearing a previous conversation uh, that you had is – um, there were different types of debt that you had or sources of, of the debt yes. uh, that caused your debt to accumulate. Could you tell me a little bit about how how your debt started to to snowball a little bit?
0: Yes, yes. Um I grew up with in kind of a lower middle class family where we had one parent that was the the bread that had a, a job, another parent was physically not able to work, and so we were a one income family and um I knew I wanted to go to college. That was never a question for me. So From that point, I started to incur student loan debt, which, like, that wasn't an unfamiliar thing. I knew that that was going to be a challenge I was going to face, but I was determined to achieve that educational milestone. And then it was after college, um, I came across some financial challenges in terms of car repairs and uh, some health situations, and then I had a, a pet that became ill, and so the time at the time the answer was using credit card to cover that. And so uh, the credit I started off with one credit card and then I was like, oh, I, I'm eligible for another one. And for some reason my credit limits kept going. And I was like, oh great, I can use this and I'll down the road be able to pay it off. It'll be fine. I'm just getting through this bump. And I just kind of kept encountering these issues that cost money. And then I got to the point where like, couple of these credit cards were maxed out and I was basically only able to make like the minimum payments going forward and I was making zero progress on actually paying down the principal and it just became a situation where I was like well this is not sustainable how am I going to get out from under this and I did that for years and just kind of realized wow this was (laughs) not the right decision so I have student loan debt I have had a card payment, and now I have this credit card debt, and I was making absolutely zero headway. And it was frustrating because I was working a full-time job, working to support myself, seemingly doing everything that I should be doing, so to speak, but just made those poor decisions to get those high-interest credit cards that I thought were going to be the answer to my problem, but inevitably created additional problems other than the ones that they were supposed to help me through.
2: So like, it sounds like you didn't necessarily have regret over what caused you to make the charges, because these were very necessary things. It was just yeah. more what type of cards or the specific cards or types of debt that you used to make those charges. Is that, is that right?
0: That is accurate, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so as you were starting to have that realization that things were getting a little bit overwhelming, did that have any effect on either your physical or mental health? And if so, how?
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, I started to impact my sleep. I am clinically OCD. So I have some level of anxiety as it is, but just laying awake at night, worrying about the next payment, living paycheck to paycheck. So my stress levels were ridiculous. I wasn't eating well. I just sleep impacted my moods and thereby kind of created some tensions in my, my relationships and friendships in life. And, So naturally, if I wasn't sleeping well and had all this additional anxiety, I wasn't able to bring my best self to work, wasn't able to bring my best self to all the different ways that I should be enjoying life. And it just was unhealthy in every possible sense of the word. And just, I mean, I used to try so many different ways to try to, like, go to sleep at night like I ended up Benadryl became my best friend because I'm like well if I take something to help me fall asleep then at least it shuts my brain off but there were even times where I would just wake up in the middle of the night and legitimately just work myself up into a almost a panic attack or just crying like what am I actually going to do I don't know how I'm gonna get out from underneath this and it was extremely stressful and to the point where I did seek therapeutic intervention just because I'm needed some assistance navigating those emotions and trying to figure out that part. But it was just, it, looking back on it, it's just just astonishing just what a dramatic impact it did have and so many other parts of my life. Like you said, the physical, the mental, the emotional, it was quite devastating (laughs) looking back on it. I just, again, I regret that I let it go on so long considering how challenging it was to, to work through and to just, struggle to figure out how I was gonna get out from underneath all of it
2: yeah and and like I know from listening to the previous conversation that you had mentioned that you tend to try to solve things on your own so like what did that look like and how do you think that this affected your approach to tackling the debt
0: yeah I am somebody i I am a helper I don't like to be the one asking for help I I think I tend to be more on the prideful side. Nobody likes, I mean, it's not fun to admit that you need help to begin with, but I was somebody that I'm like, nope, I'm going to figure this out on my own. I'm going to pride myself in figuring this out on my own. I I can do this on my own one way or another. I'm just going to figure it out. I don't know why I <laughs> felt that way for so long, but I, it was just that image that I had of myself. I want to be the one that's doing the helping and heaven forbid I you know, let people return the favor. So yeah, I got really good at compartmentalizing My feelings and my stresses and my challenges, and again, that's not a healthy or sustainable approach. So, naturally, that didn't last terribly long because I was trying to navigate being in romantic relationships, but realizing I had these financial constraints, where it became challenging to want to go out and do things like I I like to travel, but I don't do it very often because I couldn't afford to. And so still, I wanted to go back to school someday and get another degree, but I still had the loans from my bachelor's degree, and then I'm barely making any type of dent on these payments, and I had very little money left over to actually take care of and save more money like I would want to, I was never behind on bills, but I wasn't making any progress on getting out from underneath the debt. And so it just it impacted my quality of life in, in an immense amount of ways. And it was just kind of getting by day to day and being happy to say, being having to say no to things because I knew in my heart, I didn't have the discretionary income to go out with friends for a night, go out to dinner, go take a weekend trip somewhere. And so I was missing out on a lot of life because of it.
1: Mm mm-hmm.
2: So just sort of that realization. And like, it sounds like financially you were kind of spinning your wheels, like it wasn't getting worse, but it just you didn't necessarily see an avenue towards it getting better, which I'm sure was just as overwhelming in a sense, because, you know, life is still going on and you wanted to do those things.
0: Exactly. That is 100 percent correct, where I was covering on my bases, but was getting nowhere so it was like i was frantically paddling but i wasn't getting no further towards any type of a goal and like the came to the point where like if i had some other type of financial hardship pop up if some one other thing happened i wasn't sure what i was going to do or how i was going to make ends meet but i was staying barely afloat but i was frantically paddling underneath the water to keep my head above the water but you can't do that forever
2: yeah and so that led you not to Greenpath necessarily, but to your credit union. How did you like? What was um, the motivation initially for reaching out to your credit union?
0: I think it was a help. Part of it was through working with my my counselor, just trying to talking about my financial challenges and the associated stress. And they just kind of like, well, who do you trust to get like financial advice from? Like, who do you know that handles money well? And at the time, my only financial accounts for with my credit union i got my first checking account when i was in high school and it was i still have an account there as well it's just my local credit union i'm like you know what what is the harm in calling them up there's somebody that i trust they've helped me navigate like a car loan before um i've got my first checking account with them my family's used this institution for years it's uh pretty well known in the community, why don't I just call and just say, hey, here's where I'm at. Are there resources available to help me get out from underneath this before I start missing payments or become unable to make ends meet, so to speak? Like what can I do before I really start to do some some damage, not only to my credit score, but to getting behind on bills and making things worse? Like what can I are the resources available? At the time I had no idea that they were and it was actually my credit union that recommended I reach out to Green Path. and at the time, I was actually able to meet with a financial counselor in person in the city that I lived in, and I brought in everything that was requested, and I meant to look up before we had this call. I wanted to try to find the name of the person that helped me because the experience was incredible. I was walking into this, like, full of shame because here I'm going to be face-to-face with somebody and just kind of airing my so-called dirty laundry about, here are all <laughs> the bad decisions I made on paper, but the experience was so refreshing, so enlightening. I felt zero shame, zero guilt. The counselor was great. They're like, "You're doing something about it now. You're taking control over this perceived problem, and we're, you're doing something about it today." And it was the first time that I could actually like take a, a deep breath and just kind of a big sigh. I was like, huh, why didn't I do this sooner?" And but whatever the reason, I was glad that this journey has finally brought me here. And after he We went through everything and he said, you know what, in about four years from now, you're this is going to be you're going to wish you did it sooner. And sure enough, when I completed my program successfully a couple of months ago, that was right. My biggest regret was the fact that I didn't know about it or start this program sooner. The process was so simple. And in fact, I had more money per month back coming back that I could save than the money that I was paying towards all of these credit cards and it was incredible. Like, how is this, how is this possible? Like how am I taking care of all of this, but yet I'm getting more money back per month. And it was kind of the magic of the green pass system is the way I describe it to friends and family. And that it was just, everything's automated. You don't have to think about it. When it came to paying bills every two weeks out of my paycheck, it's like, that's just already taken care of. I don't even have to think about it again. Anytime I had some type of an issue or a question about accounts closing or something weird in my account, customer service staff was on it they fixed the problem promptly there was always great follow-up and it was just it was such a literal like weight lifted off my shoulders I think I that night I got the best sleep that i would had in like ages because I was like you know what I don't have to worry about this anymore yeah it's going to take some time for it to actually complete itself but I have finally taken the action step to solve the problem instead of waking up stressing about it to worrying about what am i going to do i know what i'm going to do and i'm doing it i'm taking control of that and it just made me realize the value in asking for help
2: mm. and and what's what's interesting is just looking back to connecting the dots for how you reached that point it actually started sort of inadvertently in a sense and what i mean by that is like you you started to tackle the mental aspect of the of what you were facing which is yes. when you reached out there and then in in addressing that that's when the dialogue opened up for you to realize oh the credit union and then the credit union and then greenpath so it's what's interesting about it is obviously it's easy to look back and have feelings of why didn't i do this earlier but you wouldn't have necessarily found greenpath earlier unless you had started Exactly. First leg of the journey, and then that—that's a whole thing, you know, to even get there, right? So it's—it's it, it's interesting. Is like, um, hindsight <laughs> sometimes gives us a different perspective, <laughs> but it worked out uh, in in the sense that you're you're now debt free. But before we get there, before we get there, um, even before you had ended up talking to Greenpath or decided to go on a formal payment plan, I understand that there were other options that you were considering at the time as well.
0: Yes, I was visiting my dear friend, the interwebs, and discovering like you would always see these advertisements for consolidate your loans. And it just seemed like another kind, of, I don't know if predatory is the right word, but it was just taking all of my debts, putting it into one pool, and then still just paying a crazy amount of money each month. And that didn't really, it just seemed like taking all of my different payments that I was making on these different credit cards and just putting it in one pool and it didn't necessarily seem to solve the problem. And so I was looking at that. I was looking at, Oh, could I just take out a loan from a bank and get a better interest rate and save some money that way. And it just, I was looking into those different solutions and it was about that time that my therapist recommended talking to the credit union and we kind of talked through what those other solutions might have been but they didn't seem like they were going to get me to the end goal that I was looking for and in a time frame that was digestible and reason- reasonable as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um so ultimately and you have described this a little bit um so when you talked to the green path counselor for the first time um could you walk me through a little bit about like what that was like both in terms of as they described, what a payment plan looks like. And also, I'm sure they delved into the rest of your finances, your budget. Like, What was what was that part of the conversation like?
0: That was, seems like forever ago, but um, uh, as I mentioned, it was extremely helpful. It wasn't just, uh, here's all the stuff, we're going to take care of your monthly payment now. It'll just come out of your account. You don't have to worry about it. But it was giving me resources in terms of Budgeting and how not to make the same mistakes going forward. So it wasn't just a band aid fix. It was setting me up for success that once I completed the program, I would be in a healthier financial mindset and situation where I would be able to save more money for retirement and more wisely make decisions that are going to help me buy a home someday and be able to pay off my student loans more swiftly. And the counselor walked me through the resources on the portal on the website, and there's a lot of e-learnings and trainings and worksheets and just a plethora of information that was available to set me up for future success as well so that I don't just fall back into old habits when financial hardships arise. Because there will be other situations where, of course, life isn't perfect. There's always going to be bumps and hurdles, but I can position myself in a way where I can save money and have that money on hand when those little bumps in the road come along and just continue to be in a situation where I won't find myself needing to come back to Greenpath again, and the urgency that I needed to before.
2: Yeah, we're one of the few um, places where, and and we're certainly developing services just for uh, support outside of debt repayment. But certainly in the debt repayment space, we're one of those places that we would prefer that people not come back. Although we're we're here, and it does happen for sure. Um, now, when you're on a, a payment plan, uh, on the payment plan itself. Did you encounter any of those those bumps in the road that you alluded to earlier?
0: I did, but the weird part was um, I was able to save money since it started because I wasn't paying as much money back to the individual payments and the interest rates that accompanied, accompanied. Excuse me, accompanied that. So I was able to meet those bumps in the road with the money I was saving from actually having been part of the program. So there wasn't a situation where I had where I wasn't able to navigate without having to create more, more financial debt.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you had that cushion basically that you yes. were able to build up in, in doing yes. that. Um, as you think back to how you understood the the repayment program, the debt management plan to be versus how it actually was as it played out, was there anything that was different about it or that surprised you as you actually went through it?
0: The one thing that comes to mind, and it's I just and to this day I can't say that I completely understand credit scores and how they work. And but when my accounts got closed out and when I paid off accounts, how dramatically my credit score would tank. And I was like, well, why am I being penalized for paying off essentially the money I was borrowing? So that part surprised me and then having to watch the rebuild of the credit score, how quickly it can fall, but then how much work it takes to sort of rebuild. That was something that kind of caught me off guard. And like even when I So since I've been off of the Green Path program, I've been able to completely pay off my bachelor's degree student loans. And then so, again, my credit took another hit because I closed out those accounts for paying back those loans. And so that part was frustrating. I'm like, this seems like a backward system. Why am I being punished for essentially doing what you're supposed to do with loans? You're supposed to pay them off. So that part was interesting. But when it comes to the actual payment process, it was pretty Smooth sailing. And again, like there was one little hiccup where I, would, I got a note where the payment didn't arrive on time, but I called Green Pass support and they switched things around so that it accompanied whatever that credit card needed for the date. And then the system shifted and balanced itself out. And so just there weren't any significant hiccups outside of that, that the support, the customer service team wasn't able to navigate with me even while I was on the phone with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, as it happened, you just were able to have that communication to help Precisely. Uh, clear it up. Yeah. Um, what sort of so you, you mentioned the support of, of the Green Path staff. Did you have any other support when it came to friends or family as you were paying down your debt?
0: Yes, in the form of moral support, like my, I was able to tell my best friend because she's somebody I have like no secrets with. And so she began to understand where, yeah, money's a little bit tighter, but I am saving more money and I'm this is what I'm doing. So we just changed what we did when we kind of hang out. We would hang out at each other's houses, respectively. We didn't need to go out to dinner all the time. We would go to the park and we would learn to be more creative in what we did when we hung out. And so it was just nice to have her understand where I'm coming from, that because for a while i would just say no i gave whatever reason and kind of withdrew from those friends and family support groups because i was embarrassed that i didn't have the money that i wanted to be able to participate in activities so being able to be honest i think our friendship grew closer and she knew where i was at and didn't think i was trying to avoid her or that i was mad at her for some reason and i even i shared with my parents that i reached out to our credit union and was going through this program and so much so that um, one of my parents reached out and sought out Greenpath for some help with some of their debt too. So it was kind of taking that first step and showing them how easy it could be that they're like, oh, well, why will I, why should I wait until this is problematic? If there's a system out there that can help me get out from underneath this, why wait till payments become a problem? Why not approach the, the problem in a more proactive way? And so it was kind of refreshing in a way that again, it was, I was projecting all this guilt that people were going to think less of me for the financial decisions that I made that got me into the situation. But it was quite the opposite. I had a lot of moral support, emotional support. My mom and dad even said, if, you know, I needed help with, you know, financially with things that I should have just turned to them. I'm like, no, that's not how I probably want to do that. You need to be saving your money for your retirement. You shouldn't be supporting your adult children. And, but it was nice to know that they were there and the people that I told made me feel feel zero guilt. They were happy that I told them what was going on because they were concerned about some of my social withdrawing that took place during those more difficult months of navigating that type of stress.
2: So that actually leads to, to a broader question that's related. So it sounds like as you opened up more about your situation, it Created um, not only emotional safety for you, but it it had tangible results, like you and your friends suddenly spending less money that that helped support what you were trying to do. Um, But like money is often a taboo subject in our culture, right? So as you've kind of come through the other side a little bit, like what are your feelings on that today? And thinking back to someone who might be in a similar situation that has those similar feelings of difficulty of talking about these things.
0: Again, it's easier to say than to do, but as cliche as it sounds, like I would want to tell people to be honest and open about what's going on. Those people that care about you want to know, and they will want to support you if they can't support you monetarily, which they would want to at least be there and show more support to you and understand where you're coming from, and like how my friend and I, we pivoted and did different things than we would normally do that would involve money, and just wouldn't want them to wait. Because again, my biggest regret is the fact that I waited so long where if had, I found green path. When I started to really feel the stress, I would be in a better situation a lot sooner and be able to save more money and to pay down my student loans and start saving money towards a house a lot sooner and be in a, Better situation than I am currently, but better late than never. And so I just would encourage people to kind of look beyond their pride and their shame and recognize that there is a problem and that it while it's challenging to ask for help, there's nothing wrong with it. I had a friend of mine that once said, you know, if you're helping somebody, you genuinely feel good because you're doing something good for somebody else. Why would you deprive somebody else? that blessing in return. So I was like, that's a really good point. And but it's because of that that shame and that guilt that we have that we made these poor choices and we're worried about what people are going to think of us because of because of it. And so just I would encourage them to ask for support, talk to your banking institution that you are most comfortable with. In my case it was my credit union, but that there are resources out there and just people need to know you need the help in order to provide you (laughs) with that help.
2: And and I mean, it seems to to me that you're continuing that conversation. You're obviously here talking to us. Um, have you continued to be open about your money with friends and family, even as you get into a better situation and maybe don't have as much of a pressing scenario as you had in the past?
0: I do very much so, and like I even told my coworkers that, hey, from this time to this time, I'm going to be on this call doing this podcast because I'm going to share my journey. And this was kind of the first time I shared with my coworkers that, yeah, I went through a tough time and I'm going to share my story. So it's just, I, because of the relief that I felt, if I can help inspire somebody to consider using Green Pass resources, then I want to do that because really it, again, I keep saying as cliche as it sounds, but it, it changed my life. And I... Will be able to. I finish my master's degree, and with the money that I'm saving from my Greenpath payments not coming out of my account anymore and being out from under all of that credit card debt, I'm going to be able to pay off my student loans in a more timely fashion, and I'll be able to save money, more money towards things that I want to do. Like I want to be able to travel more. I'll be able to do that. I'm able to put more money away towards my retirement and my next goal. Once I finish my current schooling, is to save money and buy a house. And so these all All these goals feel super tangible. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night worrying about money. Every so often I wake up worrying about something else, but it's not money. I have able to save money for those hiccups that come up with if there's a medical bill or a car issue or any variety of things. I have that safety net now, so where before those sleepless nights that I would have, those tears that I would have, and the shame that I felt, I just feel overall healthier. I am having to see my therapist left off less often because I just don't feel like I have the, the stress and the anxiety that I need to work through as much that I had when it came to the financial challenges that I was endlessly worrying about and my stress is better, my blood pressure is better. There are actual physical <laughs> wellness markers that have indicated that just how much this was impacting my health and how better off I am from actually seeking the help that, when I did.
2: Wow, yeah it's amazing how just all those in essence unintended i don't even want to call them consequences because that's usually implying a bad thing but True. <laughs> uh, you know benefits um i wanted to circle back for a second it, like as you started the payment plan itself and now sitting here today did your approach to budgeting change at all or
0: It did. It did actually, because I remember it was in a week or two after I met with my financial counselor in person. So I was dove right into the the portal and the website. And I remember for at least the next few months now knowing what was being budgeted and allocated for those payments through the green path program, and then kind of outlining my expenses where I did legitimately have a paper budget that I worked from every month. And then I allotted the amount of money that I would spend on like food and fun and those types of things. And really it made me aware of areas that I could really cut back on and things that I could do differently and so I learned a lot of good habits and realized where I was wasting a lot of money and learned to eat out less and like like I said with my friend find more creative ways to spend time together and cut out things that I really didn't need that I was well, I was a big money suck and just kind of switching around how I prioritize money and being able to actually write it out and see where the money was going helped me realize a lot of areas where I could make better choices to live more comfortably.
2: And, and you mentioned, you know, you pay down and paid off the the other debt, the credit card debt, the student loans even that you've paid off now. Mm-hmm. Has it gotten harder to, to stay disciplined with your budget because there's less like debt pressure or is it that the habits have formed? Like how has that played out?
0: I think it's because the habits have formed because I have one credit card that I kept that I open to maintain just for kind of emergency reasons. But then I keep getting these things in the mail, and these opportunities to increase my credit limit. And I routinely say no. I'm like, nope, I don't need that. I'm going to stick to this one card. And it's probably not monthly, but maybe every quarter I do kind of diligent and intentional time to look at where is my spending going and what areas could I be cutting back? What are some financial goals? Like I have this trip that a friend and I are planning. And so making sure that I'm budgeting extra money to put away each month for that trip. And so the habit is still there and I am able to, I put some of the money that I am, that I didn't have to worry about before into some other buckets. Like I've been trying to pay down My next set of student loans, because I completed my master's degree, so I'm trying to pay that off, so I'm able to allocate more money to that to pay that off more swiftly, so I'm not paying as much in the interest costs. So the budgeting habit has stuck. It's just, it's not a monthly thing anymore, because I'm not having to worry about things paycheck to paycheck, which is a strange and wonderful feeling, but I do just still reflect on my budgets, my expenses, to make sure that I'm not falling into those old habits but I have been very mindful of making sure that I'm saving more and that money that was being taken out monthly is being put aside and not being used for things that that aren't as critical to my goals, my financial goals for the future.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned the student student loans. So it was the undergrad you paid and now you're working on the grad loans. Yes. And has your strategy basically been just try to attack it as aggressively as possible through your, your budgeting? Has there been anything, any other considerations with the loans? or?
0: Um, I'm trying to pay more than the minimum amount each month, but I am still trying to intentionally put money away into my retirement, so I'm not trying to just leave myself with nothing by overpaying on things, So, but just trying to make more of a dent so that I'm not paying them off for as long of a period of time.
2: Yeah. So kind of balance. And, and and so as we look at your goals, so you have retirement, you have student loans. What are some of your other shorter term goals in the next year or so?
0: Shorter term goals. Um, I turned 40 this year. And so my best friend and I, we want to do a trip where we actually have to get on a plane and go somewhere and sort of <laughs> celebrate this new era in life. Well, she and I, we don't have children or significant others. So we're like, let's, let's do it. You and I girls trip. And so that is a short term goal is that we want to go to Disney world and <laughs> enjoy ourselves. And we like to jokingly refer to it as the death of our youth, but we're trying to put a more positive spin on it and just celebrate our forties. And then in this Within the next year or so, I've been talking to a friend who's a realtor. Because um, right now I'm renting an apartment, I would like to actually look into home ownership. So it's celebrate turning forty, birthday trip, and then it's looking at home ownership is the the next goal.
2: Yeah, definitely big goals to work towards. Down payment trip. As someone who's come through the other side of uh, being in their forties, it actually gets better, but.
0: I At first,
2: it's, it messes with your mind. I, I will admit that. It messed with my
0: years. mind more than I expected to. I'm like, why is this such a big deal? And all these other birthdays hit so hard. But...
2: It's a thing. It's a thing it for is. sure. Um, <laughs> what are some of your long term dreams if we look like five years or more into the future?
0: Oh, that is a great question. Whenever anyone asks that question, I usually frame it in terms of my professional goals. I hadn't really thought about it outside of that. Huh. As professional goals, I, I'm in the midst of finishing a doctoral program. So I have two more years for that. So my goal is to oversee my own foundation someday. I want to be the executive, executive director of a foundation and then I want to get into consulting, whether it be for human resources or fundraising. I want to, I think that's where I want my career to sunset is in the consulting world. Um, I'm not the type of person that has ever envisioned having children so I don't see that in my future. I hope in 5 years I have I have a dog and a home and a partner to share life with and to continue to not have money be a significant stressor in my life to still save money for retirement but be able to budget money to enjoy the life that I have as well because I don't want to w- wait till I retire to truly ch- to truly start to enjoy life has to offer i want to be able to travel more i want to go back to england and ireland i'd love to visit italy so i have need to find somebody that loves to travel as much as i want to and just being able to enjoy life without stressing about things so much because money is such a critical part of being able to functionally exist but it's not the essence of what makes us happy it's just sort of a, a means to an end a necessary evil of some sort so going to make me reflect even further about that answer going forward, just for the record. That's going to be some journaling tonight.
2: <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah. But what I'm hearing from you is just this desire for balance and just a lot of things, as you said so well, like a means to an end more than anything else. Um, what, what inspired you to share your story with others?
0: I think it was because I wish I had learned about it sooner. I wish I hadn't waited so long. But again, I don't begrudge what happened because here I am on the other side of it and I took the steps. I'm not going to dwell on the fact it took me so long to figure it out because I did it. I committed to it and saw myself through the program. So that is... I want to share my story because if there's somebody out there that can is in a similar situation that is just on the fence, too proud to ask for help on the cusp of, you know... Still making things work, but just not being where they want to be in life and looking for some some support and some light on the other side of the tunnel. If I can be that resonant or that epiphany for somebody, that's why I want to share my story. So I had to think about it a little bit when Catherine reached out to me because there was still a little bit of that shame of admitting the fact that I made some poor choices that required me to ask for help because nobody wants to brag that they asked for help that's what makes people good. And that's why companies like Green Path exist. It's because they wanna help people that wanna, that get into a pickle, but need the resources and the education to get on the other side of it and live more fulfilling and actualized lives beyond the, the stress of money and not becoming, not living under, forever under the mistakes that they may have made.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, And I think you've alluded to some of what my next question is going to be, but I'll give you a chance to expand on it. What advice would you have for your younger self?
0: My advice, my advice I would give to my other self is don't open so many credit card accounts. Be mindful of living within your means. Save money for the love of God. Save money and make it a point if you're not going to learn about it in a structured setting, but... In college, take some accounting or finance classes, learn the sort of basic mechanics around what it means to have a credit score, pay more attention to what credit card interest rates are, and just kind of having more of a functional knowledge of just personal finance and taking that opportunity to educate myself about these things that we really don't have a chance to learn about until sometimes there's a problem. So
2: yeah, be more proactive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is sometimes easier said than done, because as you said, it wasn't taught in school. And I mean, there obviously are digital resources that exist a lot today, but thinking back to when you or I were in school, they weren't necessarily as readily available online as they might be. Um, Similar question, but a little bit different. Um, Other than calling Green Path, because I think if I didn't put that qualifier, that would be The answer everyone would give. Um, What (laughs) advice would you have for someone who's experiencing similar financial stress than you did a few years ago?
0: Talk to somebody about it and not being afraid to just admit that, hey, here's where I'm at. And I'm really stuck and struggling with what to do for my situation. It was admitting that out loud to a therapist and eventually to friends and just Not being afraid to even just share your story, admitting that there's a problem. You're not asking for help per se, but just being able to share it out loud to somebody that you can trust, I think would go a long way because then you're, somebody at least knows what's going on with you. You're not shouldering that emotional burden yourself then. So just be kind of getting over your sense of shame and pride and just even talking to somebody about what is stressing you out and why.
2: It's wonderful. Yeah. Just starting the conversation. Um, exactly.
0: Making it so less taboo. Cause like you said, at the beginning of this, it's just, it's such a faux pas to even talk about money, even really in a positive sense, because, you know, it's rude to ask somebody what they make and just talking about money is just not a, a cultural thing that's, that's accepted in our, our society. So especially talking about any problems with money is definitely not a great thing. But if you can talk to somebody that's saying, Hey, here's where I'm at and here's how I got there. And it's freaking me out. And I wake up in the middle of the night, stressing about it. And I just needed to just to say it out loud and so somebody else knows where I'm coming from. So if I'm not bringing my best self to work, they know what's going on behind the scenes in my head. And just knowing and having somebody there that even if they don't have the solutions or can offer any type of advice, just somebody that can help carry that weight.
2: Yeah, process it. Yes. Move in the right direction. Thank you, Leanne, so much uh, for sharing your journey with us. I wish you nothing but the best. And hopefully, uh, if we do any follow-up episodes in the future, we'll have the house, the trip to Disney World under your belt, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to celebrate all your successes. So thank you so much.
0: I appreciate the opportunity, Chris. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And I look forward to future episodes of your podcast. And I was honored to be a guest.
2: joined by my co-hosts, Shamika and Omari. Thank you, as always, for joining us here today. And as we reflect on Leanne's story, the first uh, topic I wanted to touch on, and I'll start with you, Shamika, had to do with something that Leanne expressed about how she absolutely loves helping others, but she often, at least historically, struggled to ask for help for herself. I was wondering if you might speak to that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely found that um, to be super relatable. Um, I understand that it is sometimes very hard to ask for help, especially when you're in a position where you know that you need help. Um, and when you're someone who really gets a lot of enjoyment from helping others, um that sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to kind of reverse the roles. Um, But I like what her friend mentioned about um, depriving someone of the opportunity to help you. Um, And I thought that was really impactful because the same satisfaction that she may get from helping others, um, someone else will have that same satisfaction from helping her. Um, And I thought that was really powerful. So yes, it's um, definitely okay to ask for help when you need it.
2: Yeah, I I love that even beyond just money. That's just such a cool concept that her her friend um, brought up in that case. Um, so Omari, as as Leanne was looking uh, at what eventually brought her to Green Path and to get onto a debt management program, it wasn't obvious upfront that Green Path was going to be the solution for her, and she was kind of navigating what the options were in front of her. What was what was your reaction to that?
3: Yeah, um, and thank you for that question, Chris. It reminded me of conversations that we would often have with clients where there is an uncertainty around whether or not Green Path should or could be differentiated from the sort of slew of other um, less straightforward, potentially more predatory options, whether they be debt consolidation or uh, so-called credit repair um in a way that would potentially put her worse off moving forward um so the fact that she was able to navigate that i mean especially you know she mentioned you know being tempted almost she she framed um the inf- she framed it almost as an influence right uh, being having access to information searching online and it just goes to show how much misinformation there is and unclear information there is when it comes to helping someone pick a path towards achieving that financial goal, which in her case was eliminating debt. So luckily um, she was able to, to stay the course. She went with Green Path and she learned, and it had a pretty, a pretty profound impact on her life in, a, in addition to some other changes that she was making. Um, she learned that, this, that Green Path's debt management program really does stand apart uh, compared to some of those other more predatory options.
2: And not to be lost in how she found Greenpath was the fact that she had gotten the referral from another source that she trusted, in this case, her credit union, which um, statistically, I think something like 30 percent of the people that talk to us at Greenpath are actually referred by their credit unions. We have over 500 partners, but that was just really resourceful for her. Um, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this was through uh, kind of talking through with the therapist that they identified that the credit union might be a good starting point for her to find where she might ultimately go. Um, one of the other things she she talked about is just the idea of sort of spinning her wheels, some where. And this is this is an experience that a lot of the people that we talk to face. Where she was on time paying all her bills. She was reaching the point where she was getting maxed out. Um, And I think it was really huge that she identified that if she didn't take action soon, albeit she was somewhat regretful that she didn't take action quicker. But at the end of the day, she did recognize that if she didn't take action soon, that things like one more thing could have kind of pushed her over the edge a little bit. And that is something that's not easy to do, right? It's sometimes painfully obvious that action might be needed when you fall behind or if you're getting collection calls and things like that. But to recognize it as early as possible ultimately can, can save you uh, additional hardships that that you might face. So um, that was really um, interesting in her story uh, to see her recognize that. Now, uh, Shamika, there was another thing that she she talked about Uh, I had asked her a question related to what kind of support she received, and she gave a a really uh, cool answer. I was wondering if you might speak to your reaction to that answer.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought it was really cool that she was open and transparent with her friend about her current financial situation. And I know that can be scary and you may feel that your friend may judge you, but um, it was good to know that her friend was super flexible with her. I'm definitely both of them working to find different ways that they can hang out that may not necessarily involve spending money. Um, her friend being receptive to her current financial situation and non-judgmental. Um, also her parents offering to provide her with some financial assistance, even though she declined. But just having those support systems is definitely super important to have. And I can imagine that on her financial journey, having that strong support system definitely made things a bit easier.
2: Absolutely. And it's such an important point to underline is that this support system, at least for her financial journey, would not have been activated unless she had the courage to be transparent with those people in her life. Because, you know, so many people, it's a thing in our culture and our society that that people don't talk about some of their, their money stresses. And so, you know, It's it's easy to have that mirage where her friend wouldn't have known and maybe would have continued to suggest they go out to places that maybe Leanne wouldn't have been able to afford, or certainly it's not something that her parents would have been privy to. So just taking that first step. Support systems are great, but it's not always obvious uh, unless you bring it up. So as always, thank you both uh, for all of your uh, enlightening insights. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's episode. Special thanks to Hero, whose music will play us out. I hope each of you enjoy your journey of financial wellness as much as your destination.